0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now. Hi, Amy. So nice to have you on the Career Catharsis Show. Thanks for joining me, and I'd love for listeners to get a better understanding of your career journey and what it is that you do. Yeah,
0: thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. So I currently I am the founder and CEO of a company called Pump Spotting, and we are a breastfeeding and baby feeding solution that's making it easier for parents to feed both their family and their career because it's a very challenging time period in life when you're trying to navigate many things, motherhood and feeding and work and all those things. And, um, truly came to this work through my own personal journey. I didn't think I would end up with a career in maternal health and in employee benefits. Um, it's not where I started, but I, my own journey to nourish my family and to try and navigate nursing and pumping and working really has led me on a quest to feel that there's a, there could be a better solution for how we're removing barriers and really just showing up to make parents in that phase of life feel seen and connected to one another and connected to resources. Um, and really for companies to, to remove bar- barriers for companies, because I think workplaces want to support working parents. They want to have cultures that are breastfeeding friendly. They really want to, I think, be there for people, but traditionally, you know, postpartum parenthood, breastfeeding, it's been invisible work. We haven't talked about what that looks like and how we can do that as a company. And so really, I think I landed here because my background before that was in community building, in marketing. So I actually, got my, um, MFA in creative writing. So I think I started out as a storyteller, really, really fascinated by the way people lived and the ability to kind of wear, step in someone's shoes for, for a little while and then tell their story. And then I, that, that, led to a career for me in marketing and really, you know, through social media and digital, all these really creative ways that we could bring people together. And I was really fortunate to work at some companies that were pretty phenomenal Patagonia and Amy's kitchen and places where people were really passionate about connecting over mission and food and many things. Um, So I really came up through the ranks of thinking about how do we use words and emotions and stories to really bring people together. Uh, and then when I had the idea to start pump spotting and do it on my own, it was it was taking all, all that skill set and everything I'd learned and putting it into building technology in a way that was still about connecting and uplifting and, and supporting. And so that's where it, that's how I got here.
1: Love it. Yeah, I do think that the power of storytelling can make such a big impact. And you mentioned that you're harnessing technology to help workplaces remove barriers when it comes to supporting new parents in the workplace. So what types of clients does pump spotting work with? So I get that there's workplaces and organizations, but I believe you also work with individuals. So tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, I think we we work on both end of the ends of the spectrum. So we work directly with parents. You know, parents can use Pump Spotting to connect to others. It's sort of Yelp like places to nurse and pump. Sometimes we say it's Facebook meets Yelp meets boob. It's kind of the experience <laughs> for parents right. um, in terms of finding like minded people and being there. And so you know we're always available direct to parents. And then we really have built Pump Spotting to be available to businesses and organizations of any size and really any type. So So, we work with small businesses. We work with dental offices and marketing agencies, for example, because they have working parents who need breastfeeding support. Um, The same, we work with the state of Maine. So, some big government agencies to really serve all uh, government employees who are new and working parents. We're in conversations with community colleges and retailers. And so, really, anywhere you are, so many organizations are really. they're impacted by the decisions that new and working parents make, you know, because when you're in this phase of life where you are, you're planning your life around breastfeeding, around where you're going to pump or what time you're going to do it, or what the culture is like, whether you're shopping or working or going to school, all of those things are part of the lifestyle. And so it's been a really, really amazing journey to work with so many different types of companies.
1: Fascinating. Yeah, it seems like you have a range of organizations that you're working with, and then you have a range of clients that are new parents or soon-to-be parents that you can support through community. So what are some insights that you'd like to share about the population of working moms specifically, particularly new moms, since that's the niche that you work with? What can we learn about them?
0: Yeah, I think... For so many working, working moms and new moms, it it, like, it's just such a human journey. And I think sometimes we forget that, that it's so individual for each parent Mm -hmm. and that it's so human and every day looks different. Sometimes every moment looks different. And certainly when you're trying to navigate going back to work or in this pandemic, as parents, when you're, you know, lacking child care or you're trying to juggle all the things in one room, all those things bring a lot of mental stress and emotional weight and logistics. And I think that um, we're, we're in this time period where the, the fusion of work and home and all of those things for parents has really come to light. Not that it's any different in some ways than it's ever been but I think the conversation has really been cracked open and I think that what we what I've learned from from spending so many time so much time with so many parents is that everybody they want to feel seen mm-hmm. they want to feel valued for what they bring to the table you know we all want flexibility so that we can still show up as our best self at work even if we have to adjust the time with which we're, when we're working or where we work or what that looks like. I think that one of the most striking things for me with all the conversations we've been having around working parents is that we want to be great at work and we want to be great at being a mom or parenting. They are not mutually exclusive. In fact, you know, one often fuels the other Mm. and we just need cultures and environments that allow us to, maybe do things differently or have the support or have the flexibility or people that are really thinking ahead about benefits so that we can be, so we can thrive as both parents and professionals because it's possible, but it's a season of life that needs a lot of support and connection.
1: I love that. I really, really like what you mentioned about being a parent and being a professional. Those are not mutually exclusive. In fact, one powers the other. There's leadership involved in being a parent. There's leadership involved in being a professional. Even if you don't have a title, I think each of us is leading our workload and, uh, you know, just taking on this role of ownership and time management and, you know, trying to cater towards other people's needs, but also trying to manage our own right so um, what do you think companies can do when it comes to enhancing well being for parents.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I love what you said. And one of the things I I will definitely say is, you know, no one knows how to multitask like a mother. (laughs) There's so many skills we learn as parents, genuinely, that make us so much more valuable, I think, sometimes in the workplace. And so somewhat for, you know, employers and companies, I think remembering the value deeply of supporting someone in this phase that yes, You know, someone who's breastfeeding, for example, is going to have to nurse or pump every two hours. And it means they're going to have to adjust their schedule. But when you support them through that, the loyalty they will then have for you comes back in spades. You know, the retention rates sometimes for working mothers, when you offer breastfeeding support, for example, Mm -hmm. they go up from 59 to 94%. And so as an employer, I think putting time into thinking about the phase of life, that your working parents are in asking them having conversations with your working parents how are they doing it's amazing how how good that feels as a parent to have your manager or your boss check in and just say how's it going how are you navigating this you know talk to them about what their needs are and we're in this beautiful time of innovation where you know not just what we're doing at pump spotting but family benefits there's some fantastic companies out there that are offering things that really do help parents remove the weight of childcare or um, infertility, or, you know, just all the seasons that we go through. And so I think as an employer being, being really, you know, human in how you see your people and honoring and celebrating the hard work that they're doing and all they're navigating, getting really open in conversation with them about what, what parents are going through, and then really being, you know, open-minded with what's out there and thinking about a full suite of support in a new way.
1: I love that. I think it is really crucial for employers to recognize their blind spots when it comes to supporting parents. So I know that many companies will often list their perks and benefits on their website. They might reiterate it in the offer letter, maybe even in the interview to try to sell parents on working for them. But when it comes to the implementation phase, right, and particularly with managers, Perhaps there's some training and, you know, what you mentioned about conversations, making sure that they're really aware of what a parent's needs might be and how they might change from the time that, let's say, they find out the news that they're going to be a parent to when they actually are and when they return to work. So kind of just mapping out that journey and assisting with, you know, you you kind of mentioned your um, product, pump spotting, which kind of helps um, individuals find spots to breastfeed. But I'm curious to know what other other support systems. So you you talk about a suite of support tools. So what else is pump spotting doing that is changing the way workplaces support parents?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things we're doing that's most important is really Uh, changing the dialogue Mm. around breastfeeding and baby feeding. I think, you know, I I said this before, but if, but if you are uh, a new parent and you, Breastfeed for the year, which is the recommended uh, the recommendation by the World Health Organization, it's eighteen hundred hours in a year, and that's the equivalent of a full time job, which many parents already have. And so, I think what's really important, partially, is the education, so that you know employers and companies and everyone understands really what it's like to go through this phase of life and and this journey and what that means. Um, And then we're really with our technology and what we're doing with pump spotting, it's two things: one we offer the mobile app and the, the entire support system for parents. The community, the places to pump, access to experts, encouragements, you know, for when it's 2 a.m. in the middle of the night and you feel like you just can't make it one more day, we're there for you. And then for Mm -hmm. employers and companies, we created an entire toolkit and a way to look at your policy, your places, your implementation. So you're speaking to parents and getting them on board, your manager training. And so that you're really, we're really helping companies go from being breastfeeding and baby feeding tolerant to being supportive. And there's a, there's a real shift in that. It's not just having a place, but it's really thinking culturally about building an environment that allows parents to achieve their feeding and parent goals.
1: Right. And something that I've noticed in my own career in recruiting and and talent consulting is that oftentimes a lot of individuals will look to change their job when they are about to become a parent. And I think it has a lot to do with them recognizing that my workplace doesn't really support the parenting phase of my life. So they may really enjoy their job, they may love their workplace, but without that policy and that support network and that change in dialogue that you referenced, a lot of individuals might consider leaving and finding a new employer If if they don't have the support system that they need. So, I think to your point around education and making sure that conversations are happening, there's policies, there's an understood framework, and it's being implemented. All of that takes time, and it is a disruption to the way things are and the status quo. But um, I'm sure that if anyone is digging into their, um, you know, I think turnover. They will notice some patterns there, and it's important to reconsider how how we're treating our employees and how we're retaining them. Um, So with that, I would love to know what is some impactful advice that you'd like to share with anyone who is looking to make a change in the workplace and to advocate for parents?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm an eternal optimist. (laughs) So, you know, everything you're saying is true. And certainly in this pandemic, we're seeing such, um, you know, so much, so many issues with retention and so much going on. Working parents are really evaluating um, what's going on. But to me, there's this huge opportunity for organizations to be the hero. And I think the best advice that, that, you know, I can, can say, or the best advice is really that it's about, it's about listening. And it's about talking to your employees and really looking in and really wanting to know what it is that working parents are missing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be as simple as bringing them together with one another and allowing a space for your parents to have community, to connect with one another. That can make a huge difference. Sometimes it can be, you know, flexibility, but you don't know until you start asking those questions. And I think, listening is more important than ever right now. And I think if you listen and even make small changes, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to change your entire benefit structure overnight. You can think about allowing parents to turn off their camera. For example, if there's a little kid running around, or you can think about when meetings are scheduled. If you have someone on your team who, you know, has to pump at 10 a.m., schedule your team meetings at 11. That small change will make a huge difference to one working parent. So I think it's just, it really, it does come back to that conversation and that listening and just know that any changes and efforts you make to really show up and support working parents and make them feel seen have a huge impact and they go noticed. So it's worth spending time to really think about, think about and celebrate.
1: Definitely. I think another thing that I have noticed is that when you are making these changes in the workplace and responding to the needs of parents, it's important to have universal policies. So parents might be the conversation starters around flexible schedules and, you know, other needs and commitments that might have to be balanced, but it's more of a conversation starter For everyone to then have the opportunity to talk about their needs, right? There's people who have pets, there's people who are taking care of aging parents, there's people who might be dealing with their own issues and may need that flexibility or grace to kind of manage their workload, but they might feel uncomfortable sharing the situation because. Um, it's not as normalized, right? So parenting is is a normal phenomenon, but we still don't necessarily understand how to support that. But what I think is great about advocating for parents in the workplace is it's a great conversation starter to then think about a universal framework and start to take everyone's needs into account and really start to think about that work-life balance that seems kind of elusive, right? So there's there's companies that will offer flexible work schedules, but then there's people who are still working 70 to 80 hours, right? And that's not really sustainable if you're thinking about making time for yourself, for your family, or whatever other commitments you might have. So curious to hear, have you heard of any universal policies or seen any success from adopting a policy that benefits parents than benefiting the rest of the organization?
0: Yeah, I think it's such a good point that it really sometimes human needs are universal. And so Mm -hmm. they might be different for the season or the phase in in life that we're in, but they're, you know, the, the mental health benefits, for example, of companies who implement policies around, you know, uh, I heard of, um, you know, I think there was a company, I mean, it was Nike recently, or what have you, that gave everyone a week off, or companies that are really making people take vacation. So they're stepping away from their computers and what have you. Those are things that are hugely beneficial to parents who don't have child care or need things. But I think just they're, they're beneficial company wide. And so I think if you as an employer are really thinking about the mental health, the emotional health, just the overwhelm, the burnout, everything that's going on, there's a lot of different types of policies and benefits. You can look at community, things like that serve everyone. Those aren't, those Mm -hmm. definitely aren't specific just to parents. Um, And I think, you know, if you think about your employees and and their whole, what they offer at, at a different phase in life, and this isn't just, you know, whether you have a child or not, we go through things, we go through things in our personal life where we're more we're able to be more all in or we're able to re- our energy level is much more productive. We're in the zone. And then sometimes we need rest and we circle back around. But I think it's really up to us as you know, companies and, and employers and bosses to really see people as people mm-hmm. going through all those things and to create situations that um, you know, are individual, that are empathetic in a lot of ways, and that are just ever evolving as we mm-hmm. evolve in this, especially in this post-pandemic world.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think for leaders, it's also important to recognize their blind spots, right? So I think sometimes we can expect or we start to expect that our teams can carry the same workload as each other or us, or, you know, we start kind of projecting, this idea or these ideals, and not really taking into consideration what the individual's capacity might be at that time, and recognizing that that might be temporary. So I think there's a lot to be said about really recognizing, you know, the individual as a human with, you know, their own limitations and addressing that early on. And something that you mentioned around community, I think is really important. So I know that through the pump spotting platform, um, there is that community specifically for new parents. So curious to hear how does that community aspect work with pump spotting and how has that led to success in the workplace?
0: Yeah, I think that's a vital element of what we do, because sometimes when you're in, you know, as we said, certainly if you're breastfeeding or pumping, you're in a room alone, or you're invisible. And so it's very easy to start to think that you are the only person at your company or in the world sometimes that is going through this journey or the challenges or what have you. And in those moments when you, when you feel really isolated, if you have access you know, virtually in person at work, wh- whatever that looks like, if you have access, to someone else who's in that same phase of life or who's been there, it really can change everything. Certainly, you know, to uh, like on a functional level for pump spotting because parents can, can interact with the global community of parents and they also can interact with parents at their workplace. You know, if you forget a pump part, you have a space to go Mm -hmm. and to, you know, interchange and you can do logistical things. But on a bigger level, you know, like I said, if you're up at 3am for the eighth night in a row, and you're just feeling exhausted, and you can't go through this, if you can connect with another coworker Mm -hmm. who says, man, I've been there, you're doing a great job, you're going to get through this, like it's, you're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna come out of that feeding cycle, and things Mm -hmm. are going to get better. It just gives you enough encouragement and connection and relief in some ways to really not to really feel more capable and confident as a parent as a worker what have you and i think all of that contributes to you know all, us as as people feeling feeling as though we can we can be our best selves which makes us you know at 3am if you get a message from someone who changes everything the next morning mm-hmm. when you go to work you're going to be in a better place than if you sat awake all night feeling really, really alone and, you know, isolated in in that moment. And so I think community has, has just massive ability to make things easier and more effective for us as people. And then that allows us to be really strong in our jobs and and our day-to-day work.
1: Definitely. And I think a lot of employee resource groups are great for that. So if there is anybody listening who wants to maybe start a parenting employee resource group, I think that would be a great initiative to start that conversation, start that community and find that you're really not alone. And there's others in the workplace that you can support and also feel supported by. Um, so something that I'd like to ask every guest on my show is what keeps you motivated?
0: For me, it's really seeing the change that we're implementing. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear from a parent who says, man, Using pump spotting just helped me make it one more feed, one more ounce, one more day. I mean it just feels so good to know we're having a real impact on an individual level, but even more to see the change that's happening within organizations by opening up these conversations when we were um, we were at NASA, we stopped and we did a we did a parent group working session there, and it was really there were over twenty five parents in the room and there was a moment where one of the women said, you know, I have been navigating this journey and feeling so alone, but I'm on a campus of 13,000 and it, now i sitting in this room and having this conversation and hearing from others, I'm realizing the power of parents on our own campus and within our organization. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of aha moments that really drive change within companies. For me and us at Spotting to be helping be part of that, just every day gets me up and feeling like there's more we can do and there's, there's really more magic to be had in opening up these beautiful conversations.
1: I love that something that you mentioned around the power of parents and having these aha moments. That's that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights. It's been such a pleasure, Amy. And uh, thank you for your gift to the world. Pump spotting.
0: Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to talk to you.
1: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with somebody that you know to inspire someone to take the next step in their career. Send me your feedback at coach.neha.koram at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or find me on LinkedIn. Simply type my name, Neha Koram, and you'll find me. Looking forward to connecting and see you next time.